Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about German words and phrases that you might need if you just arrived to Germany that you might not learn in an introductory course at the beginning. Kind of day-to-day words that are going to help you navigate the city. And we're going to tell our little stories about them that we've had in our experiences. Absolutely. I have nothing to add to that. Let's just nice. word it up. Let's word... Well... <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 57, I believe. 57. And we're both very excited today to introduce to you Lingoda, our new sponsor for the next month of our podcast. Yes. Lingoda is the number one trusted European language school, which helps you to learn a second language online, such as German, French, Spanish, English, even business English. You're taught with real teachers and a real class with a maximum of five students. These classes are available 24 hours a day. Simply choose what time works for you and you're good to go. Wow. Now, Lingoda is preparing an amazing offer just for you. Well, for everybody, but you know, including you, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, it's called Sprint. Now, this Sprint is a proven concept that helps people like you to learn a second language in just three months with an expertly designed intensive curriculum. Now, the first offer called the Super Sprint which means a guaranteed 100% refund of the tuition fee if you attend all 30 classes in a month. Second is the Sprint, which guarantees you a 50% refund of the course costs if you attend 15 classes in a month. These amazing Sprint courses start on April 28th. However, you must register before April 16th. Spaces are limited, so get going. If you're interested in taking advantage of this offer, check out Lingoda.com or find the link to Lingoda on our website. Please sign up by April 16th with our code AGDW, that is AGDW, to get a 10 euro, that's $12, discount on your deposit Let's go. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Lingoda, for uh, sponsoring us. As everyone knows, we have been sponsors for a while, and we really appreciate all of the donations that we got. Unbelievable. So thank you, everybody. Absolutely. Every little bit helps to, to keep us pushing forward. That's it. And uh, now, you know, we're we're good. we're getting content out for you guys. We're uh, Jeff and I are very motivated to keep going. We have ideas from you guys as well. Uh, we can buy some whiskeys and get update our websites, equipment, everything we have to get done. We can now do, and it's all thanks to all of you listeners. And of course, Lingoda. And of course, Lingoda. Let's jump into the news, yes. shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Um, the first one, Jeff, is that Germany at the moment no longer considers the USA as a high-risk country. Woo! However, there's always a however, isn't there? Always. Uh, it is still labeled as a risk country, just mm. not high-risk. And travel for an American to Germany is not possible except for extreme circumstances such as um if you're or or if you're a resident um of germany so so really not much has changed it's just not yeah you know a super if you want to travel to germany for touristy reasons or whatever still not possible no and you'll be bored anyways there's nothing to do so you gotta still have to have that a proper like visa residency residency permit that sort of a thing exactly or you know but it means that there is light at the end of the tunnel so hopefully things will be we went from high risk to, to risk. risk. Maybe someday we'll be low, low risk. risk. Or moderate risk. Or no risk. Or what a day that would be. Oh, goodness. Now, uh, as we mentioned last week, some new corona reg- <clears throat> regulations were around the corner, and uh, we have passed that corner. The corner is now. Yes. Uh, there are new <laughs> cor- corona regulations in Germany. Now, a total 
of, uh, as we mentioned before, now a total of five people from two households can meet, whereas before it was only uh, one person from a different household can right. meet up with your household. So that's a big step. We got some bigger groups we can hang out in. Still, still small groups, manageable. but bigger than yeah, two. They seem big. Yeah. Um, but the biggest step that happened it was this past Monday, March 8th, uh, flower shops, bookstores, and hairdressers reopened, um, which is, you know, it's it's something. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, all other stores technically closed. However, they say you're allowed to go to these shops if you make an appointment to go shop at these shops. Uh, and But they have to provide 40 square meters per one person. And a lot of shops, as you know, in Europe are no more than 40 square meters. So basically That's... the whole store would just be for you. So for all intents and purposes, these stores are closed, basically. I mean, if you want to feel like a, um, like a celebrity, you like rent it out the whole shop, you know, that could work. So yes, you can go shopping if you make an appointment and do a lot of work, but general shopping, walking into a store, it's still not possible. Right. Um, you know, beyond this, they're planning on opening things gradually as long as the seven-day incident rate uh, number remains below a certain level. So depending on whether or not the incident rate is above or below 50, that changes what the regulations will be from day to day. So it's a complicated system. Yeah. And it's all going to depend on which state you're in as well. Um, hopefully we can get lower than numbers at the moment. Uh, the per 100,000 rate or, or it's the seven-day rate has been slowly climbing up again for whatever reason. Well, I think it was that good weather. Everybody started, again, everybody's forgetting and they just want to get back to normal, but yeah. things aren't normal. Things aren't normal. But um, yeah, how are you doing? That was the most like least enthusiastic. How, <laughs> how are you doing? I've ever heard in my life. So yeah, how are you, how are you doing? Um so yeah, but anyways, Jeff, uh, how have you been the last seven days since we last recorded? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks. I mean, again, we pretend like we don't see each other, but we uh, we uh, hung out on, uh, ooh, I don't know, Sunday, maybe? Let's name a day. Let's we say, did. Let's say it was did. Sunday. It was Sunday because we had Monday off because of it was uh, Frauentag, Women's Day. Women's Day. So happy late International Women's Day to all of you women out there. Uh, Berlin's the only state in Germany and maybe even in Europe that we have I wouldn't a, go that far, but I think in a Germany. D- a day off, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. It was unfortunate because all the women in Germany should get a day off for a while. Oh, the world should get a day off, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we went on a little walk um, in, a, in the park. In the park. It was beautiful. Around the lake. As people do. That uh, we used to go swimming We're making in. it sound very romantic. It was very It was very romantic. Uh, but other than... Sunset. Other than that. Um, oh, oh, today... And of course, anybody in America will be like, why is this exciting? I finally had smoke detectors installed in my oh, nice. home. Yes. Um, because it's a funny thing. Germany sounds very futuristic and like they're ahead of the curve and everything. But there's certain things that they're like drastically behind on. Especially and, Berlin. Yeah. yeah. Growing up in the U.S., so at least 30 years for the past 30 years, yeah. I never once entered a room or a house or a building that did not have a smoke detector in every single room. <laughs> it was a normal thing. And then when I moved to Germany and I noticed not a single apartment I'd ever been in had a smoke detector, I was very concerned. Uh, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. They finally, in 2017, made it a law that you must have smoke detectors, but they gave the people three years to install, finally got mine. So in 2021... My apartment finally has something that was invented decades ago. Yes, we just got ours um, like six months ago. Also a big deal. It's actually been a problem right now for a squat in Berlin. Uh, there's a lot of squatted apartments. And there's one in Riga Strasse. Um, they had to put the smoke detectors in. 
and now they're trying to kick people out of the squat. So it's it's a whole big thing right now in the city. So that's caca. But the kicking them out is not related to the smoke detectors. Well, they're saying we have to go in and then they're going to try to make the going into it get smoke detectors to in a way of kicking them out as well. They're trying um, to like do two things in once. And sure. It's kind of not nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but what about you? What are you up to with my enthusiasm as, yeah. I, say, as I say words? <laughs> um, I had a pretty cool week. So I got my, I mentioned it last week, I got my unlimited um, residency approved. So I'm now a permanent EU resident, which is pretty sweet. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I never need to go to the Landesamt für Auswanderung, which is the immigrant's office ever again, which is pretty awesome. There's one caveat, though. If you leave Germany for more than six months, it you you lose your permanent residency. Twelve months for me, because it's EU, not Germany. Uh huh. So I can live in another EU country for twelve months before I need to get residency there. Is how she explained it to me. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I also just got a today a uh, appointment for my vaccine. Yes. Getting the Moderna vaccine in uh, two weeks. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm very excited for this. Because now it feels like things, it's a lot. It's been so much talk in Germany. Yeah. But to actually see somebody with it, I mean, I, for me, it'll be years. But for us, it's just right. to see other people with actual appointments. It's right. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like they, the, the first thing was the, the first level people that could get it were older than 65 healthcare workers and people with conditions. Mm. And uh, we were, you know, third, whatever, fourth, tenth. And they made teachers on the second round. Um, which is really nice. All teachers and educators can now get the vaccine really quick. So they told us about it last week. And then this week got the appointments logged in really quickly. Cause all places being taken up and I finally got an appointment nice. at some random place on a random time during the day. Um, but Love it's it. happening. Very excited. Yeah. Very cool. It is very cool. You know, you know what else looks cool? This bottle of whiskey that this is sitting on our table. It does. And um, we are going to a new country. We've never been to before, Jeff. To Francais. To Francais. And everyone's listening like, what? France makes whiskey? And I'm also thinking the same thing. Uh, apparently, French people apparently make there, whiskey. Apparently, there's at least one distillery that makes whiskey. There's yeah. at least one that we found, exactly. We're, we're trying to make the next month kind of a around-the-world tour and, yes. and try to get whiskeys from countries we've never had before. Yeah, so that'd be, be fun. It'll be probably more fun for us than for you, but uh, we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an armoric whiskey breton single malt Ooh, like the uh, pronunciation oh thank you. and it's 46 percent alcohol and the back says amaric single malt is distilled matured and bottled in france by distillery warengem in Brittany. i'm sure i pronounced that terribly wrong matured in bourbon casks it is not chilled it is not chill filtered and without added caramel to preserve its authenticity and Aromas, love it. Yeah, and as, and as you said, it's it's the it's labeled the classic because they they have like any distillery they offer different versions of this armoric, and we got kind of like the the base model, if you the will. the base model. Um, it's a very kind of boring looking bottle and label. Yeah, it it looks like a kind of a yeah boring wine bottle you find at your grandparents' house. It still looks kind of chic. I don't know. I'm, I mean, it, it's it's I'll say at least at least it's simple and in kind of classy in a way. It's just not an exciting classy, right? And we got a beautiful wood. I do like that. And how much was this, Jeff? Mm, 
30 euro ish. About 30, so not too expensive. Not too expensive. Maybe 32, yeah. Okay. So um, it's also got a very light color. It looks like a. Um, like the Japanese Suntory or something like that. It's a very brighter... Brighter yellow. Yellow. Rather than an amber. Yeah, exactly. It honestly looks like a white wine. Yeah. Like if you put this next to a white wine bottle, you kind of hey, tell the difference. A Suntory is uh, delicious, so who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Let's uh, pop this bad Larry. Let's do it. Ooh. Ooh. A weird pop slash glug at the same time. Love it. Ooh. He just cheers himself as he... I like how you describe what I'm as I'm pouring it. Well, you know, it's not TV, up, so they're not seeing what's happening. He picks up his right arm. He carefully pours Alex it. is wearing a gray shirt. Mm. Please continue. Enjoyable aroma coming from the Ooh. from the glass. Enjoyable. Dare I say cantankerous. Oh, should we hear? I don't know what that means. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to being vaccinated. Ooh. This is a different kind of vaccine I'm taking. That's an interesting flavor. Did you get on the first, like, second, a super fruity taste? Mmm, let me check. Mmm. You get that? I do. Like, right at the, the first, like, half a second, you get, like, fruit. In a nice way. I'm, I, I, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, me too. It's, Again, it's our first French whiskey. Uh, very so. different. Um, but yeah, let's see I'm, how... I'm okay with that. Let's see how this guy rolls. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the topic, Jeff, because this is kind of a weird one to explain. Well, you know, uh, you're forgetting a little. Uh, oh, I am. A little home uh, housekeeping. Uh, a little. Alex usually is the one who remembers. So I am. Kind of concerned that he has moved beyond. Pretty much everybody, if you're listening, you've heard us before, if you've been on our show before. But if this is your first episode. But it's your first episode, let me tell you. If you want to find us on Facebook or Instagram or any of the cool social media things excluding the ones that the younger kids use because we don't use those go to agdwpodcast.com all the links are there we have all the whiskeys pictures descriptions extra page um man just like content for like 30 minutes probably it's great there's a lot of stuff on there <laughs> content for minutes content for minutes you're gonna be you're gonna be like wow those were a nice few minutes that i spent on that wow, website that was content that was content made by uh, by two guys. So if you want some content by two guys, agdwpodcast.com. And if you like this episode and any other episode, please give us that five-star ranking on Apple Podcasts. Five-star review, I should say. Right. We really appreciate them. We read them all. And Jeff and I get really giddy about them. We'll be like, Jeff, I got a new rating. And, and we like giggle on the phone with each other. And they're always just way sweeter than they should be uh, yeah you guys are really nice yeah so thank you very much for thank that. you all. Uh, so you guys are nice but yeah what are we talking about today so as i interrupted you earlier yes uh so jeff and i were, were coming up with episode ideas we took some of the ideas questions you guys asked us and we've done a lot of we've done a few german language episodes and this is another one but it's on a different direction because we realized when you first moved to germany there's a lot of phrases that we just didn't know and that you and you know both of us we took german classes right and these were phrases that they did not even teach us in german like in german class they really kind of have this structure of okay we're gonna teach you how to count we're gonna do this but it's like okay well teach me how to like order food from uh you know mcdonald's or like the, the, right, da or the like, daily stuff that i need to do like teach me that stuff if, I'm, if i'm walking down a sidewalk and i need to get by somebody what what do i say to them these everyday kind of things that all of these most of these i learned not from German class. I learned from either observing German or talking to somebody uh, 
or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, like we've had a lot of episodes about learning German, but those episodes, we never actually told you any German. This, this is more less about learning German and about actually giving you those phrases that right. will help you and explaining you kind of like the situations where they will come in handy. So you know? this is our own little uh, German class in a way. But, but, not, but, but not at all. But, but not at all. Please. It's not. Please, please, don't, please don't think it's Please don't switch away. Please no, it's, it's not German class. We promise. Okay. So, Jeff, the first one that I thought was really important to learn is what's the first thing I teach everyone when they come to visit because you're in a big city. You're going to be walking by a lot of people. You got to get by someone at the grocery Bumping store. Into somebody, whoops, you know. Uh, you want to get the uh, attention of, a, of a, a barkeep, something like this. Right. Or a waiter. Or a waiter or a waitress or a... Is, is they called barkeep over in Rhode Island or is it bartender? Bartender, I think. Okay. You're just know. being fancy. I'm just a fancy guy. It's okay. No, I was, I was curious because like, you guys call fountains bubblers, so I just <laughs> also I don't true. know what else is going on over there. Um, so, so this word is Entschuldigung. Or if I'm going to be quick, Entschuldigung. Yeah. Again, that's Entschuldigung. 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 This is their standard <laughs> uh, excuse me. that and it, I think just walking around, even if you come for a week to visit, visit Germany. You're going to hear it all the time. That's going to be the one that probably you're going to use the most. Like I said, you're on the you're on the subway or wherever. You yeah, you need your barkeep and, attention, and, and, and you want to sound you know like you don't want to sound like a tourist all the time. So especially like I did this one in my first week when I was on the subway, and I bumped into somebody and I was like, "Excuse me," and they responded in German. I was like, "Oh, well, sorry, I didn't know what to say." And then I learned in Schuldigung, you can also say sorry too. Yeah, because actually, and that'll be something that won't really necessarily give you away unless you have like a strong accent. Standard Germans use the word sorry all the time with each other. So right. that doesn't really give you away as a tourist. So it's more like sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, they can kind of roll the R a little bit. It's like sorry. It's sorry. You know? Sorry. But if you just say it quickly under your breath, like people wouldn't have no idea you were not a local Deutschlandian. Exactly. So um, I think that's a really important one to learn if you're visiting or if it's your first week here, uh, just to make you feel. And, and also when you first... So a lot of these phrases, when you first use them in real life, you get really excited because you're like, even though it's a few words, you're like, I'm speaking German, you know, you feel, you feel like you're, you're more part of the, the culture and a part of the city, part of the country, you know, it's, it's nice. Even, even just a few things here and there, it feels good just to be able to speak some kind of German. Absolutely. Yeah. And th this next one, I think could be also up there in the top five kind of most important things that you will yeah. say all the time. Now... This is for ordering food, ordering anything. Now, the problem I had is, I don't know about you, let me know. Okay. I'm not talking to you guys, but Alex. Oh, me. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of like I was talking to you. Finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I give them the guns. Uh, but uh, in school, they only taught me ich möchte, which means I would like, which it's right. a, which has an O with an umlaut, M O with umlaut. And it's ich, super hard to say. Yeah, it, it's... It, ich yeah, you really have to put a lot of effort into it. Like, and you... It's easy to kind of screw up, especially if you're, if you're new to the O with umlaut. Right. And that's all I was ever taught, and that's all I was using, until I noticed, about, I don't know what you'd say, 75, 80% of people don't use ich möchte. They use ich hätte gern, which is a lot easier to say. It's like, I would like to have. Yeah. And, Same uh, meaning. Yeah, let's let's hear that uh, phrase one more time. Ich hätte gern. Ich hätte gern. So it's like ich, like I want a beer. Ich hätte gern ein Bier, yeah. bitte. Yeah, ich hätte gern uh, ein whatever whiskey. Come on, dude. It's right there in front you of you. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So it's it's always like ask things. If you're at a bakery, if you're at a bar, if you're at a restaurant, if you're anyone's offering you anything, that's a really nice way to. And it's really a polite way to say it too. And so it's like I want, which is 
that's not nice. Ich hätte gern sounds very like friendly and and nice. Yeah, and it's it's what standard Germans use, so it right. it helps you fit in. And again, it's a weird thing because I was at a German class and I'm once I learned this ich hätte gern like, why was that not mentioned once in the first two months? Of I my... never learned that in class. Yeah, it's very weird. So you German teachers out there, throw that in there. You know, that's... Put it in there. And, and I also noticed, too, when you can notice when people are learning German, when they say East Mister, because I don't hear East Mister. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure some people say it in some parts of Germany. I'm, I'm 100% sure about that. But it's a lower, much lower percentage. Of... But at least here in Berlin, I only hear Ishat again. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Like, it can give away, like, oh, that's a rookie over there, you know. Right. And and gan is another word in that sentence. So it's three words, each hetta and gan. And gan means, like, like, <laughs> how to explain gan? Um, like, kind of like, that would please me kind of a thing. Yeah. It, but you have to add E on it, and you say gerne. Like, somebody says, um, would you like this? And you say, you say gerne. That means, like. Yeah. That would please me. Yeah, cool. That's that's a good. That's a really good beautiful thing. way. Or if someone says like "thank you," you can say "gana." Yeah, it's like with pleasure. Yeah, but that's it's, a, it's, it's a fancier way to say "you're welcome" because you could just say "yeah, danke" or like "yeah, yes, I, yes, thank you" or you know. But right. "gana" is. I think "gana" puts you on a different level and will make you even seem more more like a German. You know. And I think that's why I like this sentence because it adds. It makes you sound like a more fancy, or at least like you have some kind of grasp on the language because you're putting the word "gan" in there. You know, yeah, little signing in there. Yeah, plus the ich möchte it. It has that ch sound, which is very, Ugh. very hard for Americans to do. This, this, we can't even do that. It's it's not ch. It's not like like Hebrew. It's like yeah, it's in the back of your throat. And I, and I've noticed a lot of Americans are afraid to say it because it sounds really kind of like grumbly, and they they, they like and our, and our tongues aren't really trained to move yeah. in that way. Exactly, it's very difficult. And so moving on to our, our next installment. Yes. If you will. If you will. I will. Now, this is an important one as well, uh, because what are you going to be doing starting day one after moving to Germany? You got you to gotta eat food. Like and probably a lot of food because you get hungry when you're, when you're traveling and, uh, and moving and everything. Living. I mean, also when you're alive, you also need food. Usually That's a good th- point. Three meals a day. You should be a scientist, Jeff. <laughs> you're a smart guy. I don't care what they say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got to eat. And um, if you don't want to eat at the restaurant, Jeff, what do you do? Especially now, it's not the option. But this is another thing that still blows my mind. They never taught me in school. And that was the that's the phrase for takeaway. You know, like, you know, you go to McDonald's, they say you can eat here or takeaway. Or takeaway. Right? Or so to how, go. Yeah. So how do you say to, to go? And um, I was never taught that in school. And I still remember this moment, 2011. Young, bright-eyed Jeff, I went to a Burger King, and I did a little translation of takeaway, right. which to take is naming, and away, I just use aus, and so I said, uh, can I have this zu nehmen aus, meaning to take out, which is a jumble what, of crap, <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything. And, but luckily, the, the guy was super kind, and he, and he knew exactly what I meant, and then he's, and he said, like, oh, come here. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's zu mitnehmen. It's not nehmen aus. That's nice that that's yeah. I told you. And the Burger King guy taught me a phrase that I use a million times. And Thumbs my German teacher King. did not teach me this. Yeah, I, I also wasn't taught this either. So again, it's zu mitnehmen. Yeah, and zu meaning to, mit, with, nehmen, take. Take, right. So, but the phrase is zu mitnehmen. And I learned this when I was on my break, a lot of work. I went to this coffee shop. And it would ask me, um, here, it's like here, mm. oder 
Zmenemen. And I was like, because uh. because things we're saying it slow, but usually it's a, it's right. quickly said in like a it's jumble a, of words. I was just kind of like right here, <laughs> here. <laughs> Even though you want to go home because <laughs> you're just eating there, like crying. I, like, I want to be at home because I, I I couldn't figure out what they were saying. Yeah, and I knew it was like Zmenemen, and then I finally kind of was like saying it from what I heard, not actually knowing what I was saying. And I was like, oh yeah, Zmenemen. Uh, uh, and then finally I asked like what is to go with somebody yeah. like to mint name and I was like ah okay oh, I've been sort of saying that already yeah. I've been kind of saying that but they understood me at least and that's another thing I think when you move to a new country you're gonna start doing this you're gonna learn words uh, just organically but you're not gonna be saying them correctly but everyone wants to know what you're talking about because you're saying it quickly and so does everyone else everyone speaks really quickly so yeah and I've had that where to try to sound more German I try to say start things saying things quicker like just mumble them like that was me. but then what happened is a lot of people were just like huh because <laughs> I'm just like just mumbling all the time bullshit. if I say this quickly my grammar won't matter but this will happen to a lot of you when you first move to Germany you'll you'll go to the fast food place whatever you'll have like memorized the few phrases you need and then maybe the guy's gonna throw a curveball something that you didn't expect oh, it's the worst like uh, I don't know what like uh, which toy do you want with your Mc, your uh, McDonald's menu whatever something that you weren't expecting and you'll just freeze because you'll hear just a bunch of quick and you're like exactly like, oh god and then he'll be confused because he's like wait I was just talking to him in German he won't know that you just literally just memorized this from, from some phrases <laughs> you know what I mean and, and, and you also got my, um, go to the same places for like a year and only order the same thing because you're too nervous to order something else. Yeah, because maybe something else, like you're like, ooh, that's a hard word for me to say. Exactly. You know? So I'll stick to the stuff that's easy to like. Or, or maybe that's something else has like something on the side and I don't want them to ask me what I want to say. I know this sandwich comes with this and so I'm only going to order that because I don't want any more questions and that's it. That's yeah. what I did like this, this Turkish place near me. They only spoke Turkish so I had to order this one sandwich I really liked. Never got anything else from that place because that sandwich was really good and I was too nervous to try something else. <laughs> so it's not just you guys. It happens. Like it's yeah. just out of like, uh, I don't know, comfort. You're like, yes. I'm going to stick with this because I know what what words are going to come back to me. I don't want to order something random. And then they're asking like, what kind of sauce do you want with that? And I have no idea what that sounds like in German, this phrase, what kind of sauce do you want with exactly. that? Exactly. So, so yeah, I, I think it's important also for everyone to know that like these experiences are super common. So don't feel like you're by yourself or the only one feeling this way because I have, Jeff has, everyone we've talked to has had very similar experiences of just, you know, being comfortable and kind of mumbling things just trying to get by because you just want that sandwich so bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, n next one, which I think is fun, is if you ask anyone probably in the world what um, thank you is in German, it's always danke, right? Danke, danke, danke. Yeah, people danke. know danke. Yeah, yeah everyone I, knows danke. Yeah, everyone listening here knows or danke. Or danke, because everyone knows that uh, that uh, um, high-pitched uh, song by... Uh, danke, Shane. But, that one? Yeah, danke, Shane. Yeah. So, everybody, so everyone has heard how to... Say Danke schön incorrectly, right? Uh, also true, but they know the phrase. Um, but yeah, right. when I when I was uh, taught in school, yeah, it was basically like Danke and Danke schön, and I so I started over. And by the way, Danke schön means like thank you beautifully, which means like right. the most amazing thank you ever. Like so, it's, it's kind of like the equivalent of like saying thank you versus thanks. Danke is like thanks, thank you. Danke schön is like thank you. Well, no, Danke schön is thank you very much. That's what Danke. No, yeah, true. Thank you is Danke dir. Like ah, Danke okay. schön is. 
Whoa, daddy. And I was Whoa, using, daddy. I, I was saying Donkashun for everything, you know. It's but like, it's still very polite to use. Like, it's okay to use. It's not like something you use rarely. You use it a lot. It's fine. Sure. But the, the point we want to bring is that there's actually several different versions of, don- yeah. of thank you you can use to kind of mix it up and not get stuck with just one. You know? It's fun to mix it up sometimes. And I yeah. feel like everyone that I talk to has their own um, kind of, oh, God, those things were specific way to say it. Like, I always say, feeling dunk. Ah, like what do you say? But so, uh, so, just so everybody knows, so so danke means thanks. That's like kind of a, the short version. Danke, right. thanks. I say vielen Dank, which yeah. is many thanks. Yeah, vielen meaning many. Dank, thanks. Vielen Dank. Yeah. And my favorite is danke sehr, which means thank you. Sehr meaning sehr means very. So thank you very. Thank like, you very. Danke sehr. Danke sehr. And then like Jeff said, there's danke dir, which is like, just thank you. That's a standard thank you. Talking to the person you're talking to in an informal way. Right. So, so yeah, well, no, danke is the informal. That's because thanks. Da- thank you is actually the a formal, but full, full If you really formally be danke ihnen. Oh, true. oh yeah. But so you, so you, it's a, it's a, it's a formal, but to like the person you know is danke. To someone dir. you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. But what we're trying to, trying to say is there's different ways to say danke or danke schön. So it's danke, danke schön, vielen Dank, danke sehr, danke dir. All good ways to say thank you. Yeah. And it's fun to mix it up sometimes. You know, don't get stuck in your own ways. Exactly. Don't just come here and say Dankeschön for everything. You know, because yeah. honestly, sometimes people don't deserve a Dankeschön. They just, just a Danke. Danke, just dear. Danke. Yeah. And my face. Now, next, Alex, we got one that I think this is even good for tourists. I mean, this is great for tourists. Yeah. This is great for me because I go to the bathroom a lot. Um, and this is where is the something the toilet the exit the whatever you're looking for now like german has three versions of the der die or das which we know um so i'm just to give you one with d and when you're learning just just pick one to use and just use that one all the time until you learn it's not super important to get the correct right version of the especially early on it, they will know what you mean so this one is wo ist die or wo ist der wo ist das when i say wo ist die and vo is where, ist is is, and d is the, yeah. and then whatever. The so one I use the most ist d. Vo ist d. The one I use the most is the toilet. When you first move, you're going to a restaurant and trying to find a toilet. And I remember I couldn't, I didn't know how to ask for it. And again, it was a restaurant where they didn't speak English. And of course, I also didn't know that toilet was toiletta in mm. German. I didn't know it was similar. Almost the same exact word. So yeah. I didn't even try to say toilet, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I had to kind of walk around for a while and then I found that was like downstairs and all thing. So knowing this phrase when I first moved would have been very helpful. And that is just, wo ist die Toilette? Where's the toilet? Right. And, and just know in Germany and in Europe, I think maybe we mentioned this before, uh, toilets are always labeled just with the word WC. Right. WC. So if in any restaurant, bar, wherever you're just... Sorry, wherever, search for the sign that just says WC. WC. The door is a WC, you'll be fine. And of course, don't be scared. Just look at someone and go, Toiletta, and put your arms up in the air. Very exaggerated way. Exactly. I use that all the time. Toiletta? Uh, and again, Voice D can use for a lot. Of, um, you could even do some danglish. So, you know, say you're walking, you're lost, trying to find the train station. Pull a, if this is the best you can do, do a Voice D. A uh, train station. Just hope maybe yeah. they know a little bit. Like, um, and, of, and, of and course, train station in German would be, be Bahnhof. So, right. Wo ist die Bahnhof? Or say you're 
in Ikea and you're going crazy and you want to get the hell out of there, you know, VoSD Ausgang, Ausgang, Ausgang is yeah. exit. Uh, but yeah, VoSD and then just throw an English on. It might be enough. The person could probably understand what you're saying. And, and like we mentioned before in other episodes, um, Germans will appreciate that you're trying, you know? So if you're starting a sentence off in German, they're going to pay attention quicker because they're not translating automatically at the beginning, you know? And you'll kind of draw them in and then you'll slap them with that English because you don't know the German word, which is fine. Uh, but they'll really appreciate that you're, that you're trying, even if you said voiced yeah. something. And if their English isn't great, it gives them at least half of a sentence in German. So at exactly. least they can kind of get a grasp of what you're looking for. Maybe you, as you're pointing, they heard VoSD. Okay, he's pointing, oh, okay, whatever. He can maybe figure it out. Right, know? exactly. So I, I think that's a really good one. Um, good one to know. Also, another one in terms of we talked about restaurants and stuff like that is you're, if you're ordering a coffee and you want like an American, just like regular cup of joe. You mean just like black coffee? It's like a black just coffee. Coffee. Just remember, it's Americano. I know it's like down the state somewhere, but like here it's Americano is... A coffee in all of Europe. Right. Like, no, nothing special, just like literally a cup of Joe. Yeah. Cause I remember I came here, I was like, oh, what would you like? I'm like, a coffee. Cause coffee is coffee. So like, and coffee. And then they're always like, okay, like, what do you want for a coffee? And I'm like, a coffee. I just want a coffee. And then understand. And then he points at the menu, that's a thousand things like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah this which coffee do you want? Coffee. I'm like, I, I remember when I was like, dude, I don't know. I want a coffee. I want a black coffee. And I was like, ah, Americano. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, the, me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I tried to make a joke there, but it was so good. <laughs> Keeping that in. Uh, but uh, next one, which was good for, uh, that you skipped over for politeness, is what, when you're going to move, first to move here, uh, I think uh, even a lot of people who don't live in Germany, they know that was. They probably hear that in a lot of movies. Was is what in German? Was. Yeah. W-A-S, but pronounced with a V. Was. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's not rude, but it's on the verge of rude, I'd say. It's kind of like saying what instead of excuse me. Like right. If, if you don't know what I said. Yeah. Like saying, what? It's like, excuse me? But instead, the, the better thing for excuse me is wie bitte. Wie bitte. Wie bitte is uh, more like. Uh, How much, please. Yeah. And you, you could use this a lot because what's going to happen is you're going to be new in Germany. You're not going to know German. But there might be people on the street, Germans, who come up to you asking, asking you where's the train station or asking you a question. And maybe you don't quite catch what they say. You're not even kind of sure. Was he speaking English? Was German? What? It's better to say, wie bitte? Let him say it again. And then, you clear, then you'll clearly know, okay, nope, don't understand any of that. Exactly. And then you can move on to, sorry, I don't speak German sort of thing. So wie bitte is a good, uh, excuse me, what was that? You know, kind of a thing that can kind of give you some time. Genau. Yeah. Oh, segue. Oh, you like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, genau is a word that you're going to hear if you come to Germany everywhere all the time and you don't know why and you'd be like why is everybody saying this like, word what the hell is a ganau what, what's a ganau and pretty much what it means is exactly like i say all the time in the podcast but uh germans love they love this word yeah. so much it's in a form of, a, of agreement like when, when somebody just says like ah uh, you know the tax rate has gone up it's, ah, genau. it's, it's so crap you go genau, yeah, genau. Genau, genau you know like and i had this for weeks, I was hearing Ganau, Ganau, and finally, I, oh, everywhere. I wrote it down on my phone. I was like, I remember putting it down, look up what Ganau means. And then I was like, exactly. Oh, so it's just everybody agreeing with everybody, like Ganau. It was actually one of my first German words because I heard it everywhere. And I just make fun of Germans going, Ganau, 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 Azo, Azo, Ganau, Azo, yeah, Ganau, Ganau, Ganau. Yeah. That's all they say. Like, if you know Ganau, you know like 90% of German. <laughs> the words that come out, yeah. That's it. You're done. Wow. Okay, Jeff, this next one, in my opinion, is the most um, 
important. What was that, Alex? That um, was a weird the, sound in the background. The most important words words to know or phrase in German, especially in Berlin, because we have a lot of dinner here and we eat a lot of dinner. If you don't know what dinner is, you can look it up, D-O with an umlaut or just D-O. Or go to our food episode. Anyhow, go to our food episode, we talk about it. And that is the phrase, alles komplett. Meaning, I would like it to come with everything that it can possibly come with. Right. Which actually would work with uh, maybe other things, like a burger or pizza, like just g- give me the ev- everything. You know? It could. It's kind of like everything with the kitchen sink. Yeah. Um, but with dinner, it's a very, it's kind of like a joke, where if you get a dinner... You don't say, I want this. No, no. You say, alles komplett. You get the onions. You get the tomatoes. You get the spicy. But you should. (laughs) But you don't have to, of course. No one's going to judge you if you don't. But it's kind of like a... Like a little joke. So yeah, alles komplett, I think, is a good one. If you if you want to have... If you like spicy food and you want a little spiciness in your dinner... Yeah, if you are not good with spicy food, do not say alles komplett because it means there's going to be some wicked spice going on there and you'll be on the toilet. Right. Um, But alles generally just means everything. It's also a good word to know, alles. So you you go to... uh yeah, anywhere, pizza place, whatever. And you, if they say, uh, "Do you want it with this, with that?" You can say, "Ah, alles, ah, alles, everything." And then yeah. same with the dinner shop, alles, alles. And uh, dinner like, people appreciate that because it gives them less work for mm-hmm. like I'm gonna figure out what has to go in your delicious. Right. Now, you can't use it for everything. So if like a waiter comes to you, ask you which beer you want, and you say, "Alles," it's, it's gonna, you're gonna have a hard night. It's gonna, <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be heavy. <laughs> it's gonna be like, okay, we serve like 50 beers here. So <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's just a good. Uh, I think it's a fun phrase to know. Not not just fun, it's just very useful. Very useful, especially yeah. if you're uh, if you're coming here as a student or you're very young and you don't have a lot of money, you're probably going to eat, just eat a lot of dinner. Yeah, because that's, that's three euro. It's tasty, just cheap, and it's filling, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's probably the best food in the world. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one. Now, this is comes to a word that a, a lot of people have probably heard in movies. They hear Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. TV, that's what Germans say for goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen, Auf Wiedersehen. False. 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 Well, no, not false. In Berlin, false. false. Uh, in Bavaria, false. very true. Um, but in Berlin and northern Germany, Auf Wiedersehen is actually rarely used. In fact, in Berlin, the amount of times in the past nine years I've heard the word Auf Wiedersehen is maybe like six in, in nine years. Uh, I think maybe once. Yeah, I remember that. I think the one time I was like, "What did you say?" Yeah, it stands out. So actually, the actual words are "choose, choose, choose, choose." Yeah, like like Germans love choose. to love, make it really like cute, like choose. It sounds like choose. It's choose, choose. You gotta be really cute about it. Yeah, that's why I learned German's kind of a cute language. Choose, choose. Everyone, well, it's, it's one of the few cute words in German. I think choose. it is. It's very cute. But another one that another word that's highly used is the chow, which, chow. which you think is just Italy, but no, in Germany, it's used all the time. Chow, chow, chow. yeah, used yeah. all the time, all the time. And when I when I first came, I I heard choose everywhere, and I thought everyone was saying like cheers, but in like a German accent. Like, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, cheers. See you later, you know? Yeah. So everyone's saying cheers. I'm like, that's weird. Maybe they'll speak English for me because I'm American. And then, <laughs> wow. And you know, we'll do we're speaking English as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I asked my friend, or my girl, I can't remember who I asked. And I was like, what? Why is everyone saying cheers? Like, why Why? Why is everyone saying Auf Wiedersehen? Like, that's German. Mm. And then they said the same thing you said. Like, no one says Auf Wiedersehen. You say, cheers. Or you're going to say, Tchusikovsky. No, please don't. Which nobody Do says. not teach that to anybody. But if you come here, just say Tchusikovsky to everybody. Yeah. But again, uh, if you're in the South, please check because uh, it's a regional thing. So Auf Wiedersehen is widely used in Munich and that kind of places. 
But in the north, it is the choose. Choose. No, not to choose, but choose. 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 Or choose. Ciao. It's really fun to say. Try, try right now. We'll pause. You guys try. Wasn't that fun? I enjoyed it. I did too. Well done, everybody. Um, the next one, which is probably pretty important if you are at any place, again, that has food. A lot of these have to do with food. That's, like you said, one of the first things you do when you're... Plus, it's something you're doing place. daily time. several times. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's just the words for big and small. Big and small. Do you want a big coffee or a small coffee? Big beer or small beer? Yeah, it's big pizza, small pizza. Beer, let's be honest. It's Germany. That's true. So. Um, so I won't teach you small because you're going to want the big anyways. So. Uh, no, so big is gross. Gross. Or gross. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Or and gross. small is klein. Klein. Like Calvin Klein. Yeah. Klein. Klein. So, yeah, then they'll say like, uh, you want a beer? Gross or a klein? Oder meaning or. Gross or a klein? And gross. 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 When in doubt, just say gross. Exactly. You want to get more. So it's better to have more than less. Better have more. If you don't have more, that's, that's pretty gross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, this is uh, a good one also at restaurants, but also at supermarkets, pretty much anywhere where you're buying stuff and you're going to be grocery shopping for your new fancy apartment in Berlin or Cologne or wherever you may be. Mm. Um and most people in the modern world, you use cards to uh, to shop. And as you know, if you listen, if you listen to us before, or you've been to Germany, you know that cards are not the preferred way to pay. But they're still there, and but people ask during corona time. Luckily, they have become preferred. Now they're pretty normal. Yeah. So a great phrase to know is what happens is that you'll put your stuff on the casa. He'll ring it up. He'll tell you the amount of you know it's twenty two euro, whatever. And then the good phrase is mit uh, bitte. Mit Karte, bitte, which right. means with card, with card, please. If you want to put the card. And they'll ask you, bar oder card, oder karte. And bar is not bar like a bar where you drink. Bar means... Um, cash. Cash. The full word is actually bargeld. Bargeld. Cash money. <laughs> cash money. True. <laughs> cash money. <laughs> you say cash money in German, actually, all the time. That's pretty sweet. But most people just say bar for cash. So you say ba, the B-A-R, yeah. B-A-R, so be ba-da-kata, and that means cash or card. When I first heard that, I was just saying kata, because I knew kata was card, and I didn't know what bar meant, and I don't want to find out. You're like, I don't know that other option, so I'll do, and that's, you guys will do the same thing. You'll be given options at various stores. You'll usually choose the option that you understand and avoid the other exactly. option. Even if it turns out that's the better one, you just and, like, I know what he said on that word, so I'm going to take that one. And also, generally, like, numbers in German are hard. Because instead of 45, you say 540s, mm. which is just ridiculous in my opinion. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty used to it now. And now I'm used to it, but like when I read a big number, I still struggle a bit. Um, so like what I used to do at a grocery store, actually I still do now. Um, if I know I got like a decent amount of food, but I know it's under 50 euro, I just give them 50 euros no matter how much it costs because I don't understand what they were saying. Really? But there's a huge digital sign that tells you how much it is. Yeah, but you know, you're, you're packing, your, you, you know, you know when you're first here, you're packing all your stuff in, they're telling you how much it costs, and you're trying to look at them and, and pay. So it's like, here's a 50, I don't care how much it was. Maybe you should just like uh, improve your numbers, like to do a little number course. Well, n now I got it down. I'm telling the first few oh, times. Oh, okay. Sometimes I struggle with numbers yeah. generally, but like the first uh, year or so, I would always just pay way more than I knew it was. I think I did that as well. I didn't want to have to worry about, you know, oh no, I gave him a 20, like, oh no, it's 22.50. I'm like, Here's twenty two, twenty two fifty. Here's twenty, you know, and then it's yeah. stressful. It's really stressful. Actually, I think you're right. I think early days, yeah. Even if I knew it was a five year old thing, I gave them a twenty or whatever. Exactly. Because they'll come at you 
it, also with cents, you know, so it'll be mm -hmm. like 22 euro and how many ever many cents ever, you know, and and you're a newbie, you just heard a bunch of numbers thrown at you and yeah, maybe you're flustered and you don't see the digital screen. So it's just like, okay, I know this is going to cover it twice over. Here you go. And yeah. especially when your wires get crossed where you hear that the first one, what you think comes second and then and then you get all kind of screwed up and you're like, wait, was it 45? Was it 20? Yes, 50. Done. Just take it. Yeah. Again, or if you like to use your card, just say, mit kata bitte. Mit kata bitte. And he'll immediately uh, light up that card reader and you just stick it in and put in your Beep. little pin. And I mean, well, you know how machines work, so. You know how they work. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, th these are important things for the everyday living. Yes, they are. Uh, another one in terms of paying things is really important, especially if you are done at a restaurant, because as we've explained before as well, um, waiters and waitresses aren't coming up to you and shoving a bill you in your face. You have to flight them down, yeah. You have to ask for they the will, bill. They will let you sit there for an hour. You you're going to be sleeping there. Exactly. And that is a phrase, it's a bit longer, but you'll get it. Kann ich bitte bezahlen? Kann ich bitte bezahlen? Which is, can I please pay? Which... Uh, Again, Direct translation. You'll use it all the time. And see, you'll use that, or if you're with a group, you'll use können wir bezahlen bitte, which is can we? Right. Können wir bezahlen bitte? Können wir bezahlen bitte? And also, just so you know, the uh, the wave of the finger, like pretend you're holding a pen in the air, that's the, that works here too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hand, you can just point uh, like they, they, they could figure things out especially especially if all your plates are done and he i think once they see also you're not conversing anymore you're not having a good time you're just kind of all staring at the wall you're looking at your phones the, <laughs> the plates are empty you're waving at him he probably he, he kind of knows what's happening right? yeah yeah so. probably but that, that that's uh that's going to know yeah um yeah next one. Oh, another one we should put we should have put this up with the uh paying at the supermarket because this is another you'll be paying at the supermarket right You've, yes. You've given your money. You've packed up. You think things are done. You, you did it. Congratulations. And, but Props to you. As you're about to leave, you'll hear a last minute quick German thrown at you. And you'll be confused as me and Alex were for many months. Many years. Uh, and, you know, he's offering you something and you're just like, nine, nine. Trying to get out of there because like, <laughs> you don't even know what's happening, you know. But what actually is happening? They're asking you if you want your receipt. And for some reason, receipt's a complicated word in German. So you don't, you don't even know how to speak this. Just recognize this when you hear it. Yeah. And that's Kassenbon or a Kassensettel. I've heard Kassenbon more. Um, so it'd be like, you'll pay Kassenbon. And just be like, no, nine, and just get out of there. Yeah. And usually they will like have the receipt in their hand and like kind of pointing it towards. So if you, if you pay attention, you can kind of figure out what's happening. But just know usually once you pay and you're packed up, that's the German that's being thrown at you. 99% of the time he's just asking, do you want a receipt? And uh, for a while, I didn't know. I was just, yeah, I was too flushed. I was like, no, yeah, I, I, they're not asking anything crazy. Just Casamo hmm. means receipt and just be like, yeah or no. It depends if you want it or not. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, let's do a few more. Um, I here, here, Here's a good one. Um, if your neighbor has a package for you. Right. You've moved here. You've ordered that sweet, sweet Xbox. Oops, you were at work when it arrived. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, or you weren't at work and DHL just gave it to your neighbor because they felt like Because it. you're on the third floor and that's too high of a walk. Yes. Um, and that's when you get a little uh, piece of paper 
in or a zettel, <laughs> not a costume zettel, but a little piece of paper in your uh, mailbox, and you pick that up, and it says, "Go to this apartment and pick up your package." No, but what we'll say in German? What's the word used for your neighbor? And uh, for your Nachbarn, right? So N A C H B A R N. So like Notch Barn, but Nachbarn. That means your neighbor, and it's. You see what happens? You start sweating bullets. Like I don't want to go to my neighbor's house. That's that's stressful. Yeah, got to talk to them in well, German. And, and remember, like so, it's going to say Nachbarn with so a colon, and then say their last name. So say Nachbarn Maya. Nachbarn, what's another classic German name? Schulz. Yeah, Nachbarn Schulz. Nachbarn whatever. So you just know Müller. Yeah, Müller. Perfect. So and then you're like, oops. And you got to go to the post boxes. Okay, where's Müller? Okay, he's here. Okay, I got to walk up this. And then, yeah, and then now you're dying as you're walking up because you're like, oh, I have to converse with people and ask them stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. And so what you say, they open a door, you put on a not hard smile, but not no smile, like a soft smile. You know? Luckily now, because of the mask rule, they will not see any of your smiles. So True. they can guess what kind of a smile Doesn't you matter. Have. And what you say is, haben Sie, which is do you have, but for formal people, haben Sie ein Paket für mich? Now, Paket being the package right packet worst case just say packet i mean they'll kind of <laughs> actually i wouldn't do that because they'll think weird yeah, yeah. Right. i mean the thing i did especially in the beginning is i always held the piece of paper from amazon or dhl in my yes, hand yes always hold that so if, if you if you're holding that and you say anything with the word packet they kind of they can put that together like oh, okay yeah i do have a box somewhere but yeah, as you said, haben Sie ein Paket für mich? Now, für mich is for me. Right. And haben Sie's, haben, sorry, haben, haben Sie's, have you. So a have package. you a package for me. For me. Which sounds like the beginning of a porno, but it's not. But it's not. Don't try that. I mean, you could try it. Uh, you might end up in jail. Don't try it. <laughs> um, a few more quick ones that are just important to know. Uh, if you can't speak German, this is the first phrase I learned, I think. Uh, just so when people came up to me in the street, I don't feel like talking to them because I couldn't. Uh, ich kann kein Deutsch. That means I cannot German. Yeah, Good to exactly. Know. Yeah, that. Yeah, kein is a thing. It's like so. What you're taught, at least what you hear in, in movies, is is nine is the universal word for no. But no, nine is not used so much because there's actually kind, which is referring to a specific object. Like I do not have this thing. You use kind rather than nine. Right. You don't say I have nine. Oranges, you say like kein, you know, like, right? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, you can say that, or you can just say kein Deutsch, kein Deutsch, and wave your hands, like, and just wave your hands like yeah. you're surrendering. They'll get it, and, and I would so recommend. Sometimes people want to be polite. You kind of pretend you know what they're saying just from the beginning. Just, just uh, kein Deutsch, like ich, ich kann nicht Deutsch, like just you, use your Entschuldigung that you learned. Say yeah. Entschuldigung, kein Deutsch, mm. and people understand. That's nice. Also a lie because clearly you know a little bit of German, so it gets twenty two really. But if it's if it's <laughs> but if they're like coming at you with this full thingy, just and it's also a good way to get out of uh, you know talking to people. P- people trying to sign you up to like a new phone plan or something. And then just three things, just so you know, um, for emergencies. Just for emergencies. Emergency is notruf. N o t r u f. Notruf. Emergency. Yeah, and this is a word I saw all the time. You see it on train on trains and in buildings, and I kept looking and see not roof, not, not rough, roof. not yeah, not rough, <laughs> but it's, yeah, not roof, and it means uh, basically. So if you see like the not roof tour, 
emergency door, yeah. you know, like, or uh, no truth Ausgang. Okay, that's the uh, emergency exit, you know. Exactly. And if you're in Germany uh, and you have an emergency, you have a no truth, call <laughs> 112, which is for fire or for ambulance, and 110, which is the Polizei, which is police. Yeah, Polizei. Pol Polizei. Like, and that's actually a good one. If, if, say, even if, if you're a tourist here, something bad, say somebody robs you, hurts you, whatever, just start yelling Polizei. It'll get people's attention. They'll they'll realize something bad's happening. You'll get some attention towards you, you right? Know, so you don't have to yell out a full sentence in, in German to help. So yeah, and again, that's one one two for fire and emergency, and one one zero for polizei. If you can't remember the specific one, just call one of them, and they will find a way to get the service that you I, need. I really wish they just you. had one universal number for everything. They should really figure that out. But uh, yeah, um, it used to be three numbers: one for fire, and now fire emergencies together. Yeah. Um, but no matter which one you call, you can still get police with one one two and emergency for. 110. Yeah, just, just, just if you want to get direct to the police and quicker, don't worry about not speaking German. They'll help you in English. Um, just do not I, I go towards to 911. It'll do not a lot for you. Yeah, 911. I actually did her here can work in some countries just yeah. because of American movies. Yeah, I've heard in um, in some uh, South American countries, if you don't have one, it actually it reroutes you to the local number. Exactly. Yeah. But as far as I know, it does not work in Germany. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I never tried. I'm not going to. But I've but never heard anything about it. I know. Okay. So, so just stick um, to yeah. 112 or 110. 110. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a good place to wrap up right at the emergencies. I think it is a good place to wrap you up. You know what's a, an emergency? I need more whiskey oh, in my Jeff. belly. Okay. This actually, one has a consistent good... Just a really tiny splash, please. Big really boy, tiny. big boy splash. Just like, uh, no, baby boy. But no, uh, okay. Baby, okay. Baby I give myself a little, little small boy. How you doing? There you go. <laughs> that was a nice. How you doing? Um. Yeah. What, what do we have here? We have a French Again, whiskey. We have the Armoric, and I wish I knew how to say this, but like, how I don't know. French is weird. Armoric whiskey Breton, I think, single malt classic. Do Do you want me to try to read French? I no. Okay. Then I won't. Okay. What I want you to read is the subtle flavors in this liquid. I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this French in my head, and I can't. I can't. Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I've been. I don't know. This is a weird one. I've, I've been enjoying what's what's going in my mouth. Which sounds sexual, but it's nice. not. But I've I've been enjoying sipping this. I don't know what to say about it or a rating. I might have to hear what you say first. I don't know. I, I was waiting to hear what you had to say because I, I feel the same way. I, I do like it. I, I I mean, I like it. I guess you that's kind of all that matters. Wow. Okay. I just I just realized as if 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 I do like it, but I don't. But it's not throwing a eight or nine at me. Then it's got to be a seven. It's just yeah, I can agree with you with a seven. Seven point five. I'm actually switching it. Seven point five. Nice, so Matt. Love the point five. Mm. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with a seven, like you originally did, because mm. that's my gut took me. But I do have to say, oh, you know what? Seven point five sounds good too, because it, it does. Don't have, be influenced by what I do. Just I know, sorry. but it's hard because it does have this interesting fruity. Was a lot of whiskeys have a fruity flavor to it, but this one's like really strong, but not for a long time. It's kind of cool. Every mm. sip I taste, I get like. A, a really fruity flavor and that kind of goes away but it, it mixes well with the rest of it which is kind of just tastes like a normal Irish in a way yeah yeah so something crazy but like it has this little bit of a special like how you doing over there 
You know? Yeah, and that's what I like. And I, and I also bumped it up because, and no offense to our French listeners, I expected very little of this whiskey. Just because, you know, uh, France is, you know, they're, they're known for the country of beautiful wines, beautiful champagne. Yeah. But they are in no way, shape, or form known for their whiskeys at yeah. all. Um, which was kind of my my bad. That was me saying like I was, I was like I was like this. I set a very low bar for. The, let's say that I set a very I, my expectations were low, um, but it exceeded my expectations. It's better than I thought it would be. So that's Absolutely. why it's, I think that point five needed to throw I need to throw that in there. It's kind of like the that Spanish whiskey we had a while ago, like a long time ago now. Um, also, didn't expect much from that because these are countries that you don't expect to make whiskey. Um, but clearly, I mean, clearly the French can make liquids because this is. This is good. I like it. They can, can liquefy anything. <laughs> Dear Lord. He literally just said French can make liquids. They can make liquids. They, they, um, have, they can, yeah. But I like the, the thing is, I, I like it. I actually like it a lot. So I'm going to go seven and a half because it's not like anything crazy special, but it has something unique about it. I mean, that I appreciate. I know that I like it because halfway through, I asked for another splash. Now, True. If I didn't like it, you I never would, do. I've waited till the end just for that last minute so I could just do a review. True. But uh, I liked sipping it. Yeah. So let's stop rambling and just say that's a good whiskey and that's a 7.5. 7.5. I would recommend someone to get it just because it's cool to have a French whiskey. And very well priced. Uh, ooh, if you live in the States, it's going to cost you like a million dollars probably. But it's it, every whiskey. So yeah. If you live in Europe, though, for 30 euro, that's decent whiskey. Put it on that shelf. Just, just, just so when people come over, you'd be like, do you want a French whiskey? We should put like, like, like a shelf certification on some of the whiskeys, you know? Like on the, on the webpage. You mean, you mean put the, the rating on the, wait, what? Like on the webpage, have like shelf certified. Because we have a lot of seven, seven and a halfs. Oh, like, like this one like this is a on shelf, shelf one. This is a shelf one because, mm. yeah, it's around a seven, seven and a half. So it's not like anything amazing. But I think it's something that you should own. Wait, let's do that. Yeah. So seven and a half, you should pick it up if you can. It's cheap-ish. It's delicious. It's armoric. Cheers. French whiskey. <laughs> Cheers. Or as they say, au revoir. Au revoir. Or cheers. <laughs> cheers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Cheers. Where's the thirsty? I said say thirsty. No, you should say it. Oh, shit. I didn't say it. All right, everybody. <laughs> stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay thirsty. There we go. Cheese. Cheese.